Hi guys and welcome back for the second episode of season two where we're speaking to Brand who came all the way from Canada to speak to me on the podcast. It was absolutely amazing to get to talk to Brandy and we had a great chat for over an hour about our own gardens and plots and chatted about different plants that we grow where we live. So I hope you enjoy it. So tune in soon to hear Brandy. Brandy and first of all thanks so much for giving up your time especially on a Saturday to chat with me because you know weekend time is so precious for us all mm. I think with family and just in life when you're working. Yes. You're busy. yes and thank you this is so fun I'm very excited to be here and I really appreciate it. I wasn't sure if you were open to having chats from people all over the world so I'm, I'm here in Ontario Canada and you are way across the ocean in a totally different time zone than me so this is this is really exciting so thank you very much for having me you're very welcome um, and thank you so much for getting in touch with me and asking to be on the show so would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a bit about yourself Sure, yeah, my name is Brandy, and I am certainly not a gardening expert. I am more of just a gardening enthusiast. I'm really excited about gardening. I get really nerdy into it, <laughs> and I have just fallen in love with it. I I started gardening when I first got my first house, and I think that I just I always grew up with big, beautiful, luscious gardens in the house that I grew up in, in a suburbia just outside of Toronto. And my mom always had these big, beautiful gardens. And then I bought a house when I was a little bit older and they had no gardens at all. And I and I missed them. And I think I took it all for granted when I was growing up. And and then I realized like I need to I need to pay attention to this. And then I just started learning and building gardens from scratch and just really getting into it. And so I started this suburban gardenista little cutesy uh, hobby YouTube channel. And now I've started this Instagram account. And so now I'm feeling like I, I have to be responsible. I've got this info out and sharing with the world and I'm trying to learn as much as I can so that I can share with others and help people kind of build from that inexperience to being experienced as well. So again, not really into the, I'm not an expert, but I just love to share what I learn with others. Well, the thing is, I thank you so much. That sounds amazing. Like, so, you know, but the thing is, you know, I'm not an expert either. You know, I'm the same as you. I think that, um, I just started gardening because of my husband because he was so into gardening because he had been gardening since he was you know a little boy with his his papa and when he when we moved in together and got a house then um he started to kind of want to do a garden and you know at first for me it was just like you know I thought oh I can I can pick the flowers but then I think like you I got into the whole thing of oh I like those flowers and I was asking my husband oh what's that flower called oh what's that one and it just got like a kind of like obsession I suppose right where we're like <laughs> thinking oh I'll, I'll get all that wee bit done it looked lovely and then the, the one thing that I'm passionate about is is the bees and wildlife so yeah. for me when I you know I found out about um, how important bees are to like our life like I just really always wanted to have flowers and pollinators in the garden because without them you know we really can't we can't have any food or anything you know there's so much things that that 
that insects and, and bees do. So it's it's so amazing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like- I agree. I think I think that people sometimes think, oh, I don't want bugs in my garden, and I think that that's one thing that I'm coming to realize is that you know certain bugs like bees and butterflies and even like caterpillars and whatnot these are things that only bring in more life to the garden and i've really gotten into native plant gardening lately and i just feel like i've had an aha you know i i've been into gardening for probably about 10 or 15 years or so and i've been so focused on these plants that i see in the garden centers and i think oh that's so pretty i want that And then I've realized recently, I've had this aha, like light bulb go off in my brain that, you know, there's all these beautiful native plants. And these are the plants that really support the pollinators, the bees, the butterflies that we want in our gardens. And although the other plants might be beautiful, there's tons of beautiful options that are native to your area that are going to support so many more pollinators. And I've really recently learned that bugs and pollinators butterflies they're really picky they're they're not just they're not just interested in any flower in particular many of these bees that are native to various areas they're really picky on which plants that they will use to perhaps um, use for pollen or lay their eggs for butterflies etc and so I've learned recently that you know you really have to kind of pay attention to what you want in your garden and what bees and butterflies you want specifically so for example in our area over here in Canada one of my favorite plants that I'm growing in the garden right now is butterfly milkweed and that is a plant that's specific to the monarch butterfly and the queen butterfly but not to other ones in particular that they these particular butterflies will lay their eggs on the plant and then they will use the plant to to eat the plant and not all butterflies and bees will use the same plants and so that's been kind of another aha recently where you know if you want butterflies in particular in your garden it's uh it's not just plant any plant and they will come but you need to do a little bit of research so that you can say well i want these particular butterflies well, which plants will host our host plants to those butterflies and then plant those plants because you want the caterpillars first because without the caterpillars, you don't have butterflies. And then, of course, the same with the bees. There's so there's picky, picky bees, you know, and so to do a little bit of research into what's native in your area and, you know, native plants to me are going to be so different to you. So I'm not going to go into examples in this show. But, you know, I think that that's one thing that I've realized is that it's not just going and buying whatever plant you see is pretty, but, you know, thinking about your area and then doing that research and connecting to people from your local area to say, you know, what is native? What works well in suburbia if you're in suburbia like me or various different other environments? So it's not just, you know, pick a plant and plant it, you know, it's a little, just a little bit more. But that's what's been kind of fun for me is learning so much more about all these things. Definitely, it sounds amazing. You can you can see your passion through talking about, um, <laughs> you know, growing the flowers and stuff. It's kind of as they say, I suppose it's a bit cheesy, you know, like the seed of of growing stuff is kind of growing in you, and now you want to kind of share your knowledge with um, others. So I think it's amazing that. Um, you know you've you've started like with your garden and now you're like me you're learning about how like to attract you know the butterflies the bees um and i know you said there you weren't going to talk about what kind of flowers like for your area but i just was curious so you live in canada so what so 
when, when is your summer and autumn winter? Well, there's, they think they're similar to you. We, we just probably have a little bit of a colder winter. The, I got You guys don't get too much snow, do you? No, not really. We, we have had a little bit of snow, but in, well, where I live, in, where I live in Glasgow, in Scotland, we don't really get a lot of sco- snow, but um, further up in the, the highlands in Scotland, they get quite a lot of snow, but yeah, we don't really get snow like you get in Canada, no. But, um, oh yeah, we're covered. <laughs> we are covered. There's a good foot and a half of snow outside and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> and and how do, so how do, I know this is off topic, but so how do you live like with working and stuff like do, are your cars like more equipped to for the snow um oh yeah we've got winter tires and we've got summer tires we switch on and off and i think our, our just our systems and they just they're we're, we're prepared for it right like i know that sometimes when it snows in europe you know i've had some friends and live in europe and you know visited myself and it's kind of like if it snows just like an inch or so like the whole town shuts down <laughs> you're like okay yeah. everybody just stay home just forget it <laughs> but you know like it's it's very much if there's like maybe two feet of snow <laughs> then maybe we'll shut down but I think that people just you know we we know what's expected and then yeah there's there's hardly a snow day even though there's a ton of snow out here so yeah and like this today in particular we have an extreme cold warning which means there's like a wind chill of negative 30 or, or more so <laughs> it, it's a wow. chilly day yeah we've got an ice rink in the backyard and it's that cold that they, there's no problem with it you just you know you put it in you keep layering you get a bigger and bigger ice rink where you know it, I don't think you guys could have an ice rink because it just wouldn't be cold enough no definitely no I mean <laughs> we, we say it's cold here but I don't think it is like you say um, we do we kind of shut down you know if there's it's a really bad snow day then um, you know everything grinds to a halt we, we are not equipped for snow um, in the UK at all <laughs> we, we cannot cope when it snows because we're just not used to it um, but some, Canada's always somewhere I've always wanted to visit I've always thought it looks like a beautiful country um, so your winters are so you're in winter just now like yep yep same same time frame just much colder (laughs) yeah so we have the fall the same time as you guys spring same time as you but you'll probably go into spring a little earlier than we will and then you'll probably have a longer growing season and then you'll have your winter start like probably you know in in late November but when same as us but except Mm -hmm. then we just get snow starting in December or so and then it'll be like covered in snow from now until March or April Wow. Yeah, it's cold. And you just look at it like, it's like, wow. You know, I love snow. I do love it. I always say, like, I love snow. And I always wanted to, um, I always wanted to snow for Christmas. I love Christmas. And I always say to my husband, you know, it would be great if we just woke up on Christmas morning and it was snowing. Um, yep. But it never is. It always snows after it in January because we're, apparently we're getting some snow um, tomorrow. But I don't know if we'll get it down here. But um, yeah, Scotland's to get some snow. But yeah, um, I would, I mean, I suppose you would just get used to it. Just oh, yeah, you get used to it. We dream of, like, holidays. And, and, you know, with COVID being such a pain in the butt, you know, you don't really get to go on as many holidays right now. But, you know, this is when you plan for a vacation in, like, February, when you're just about done with the snow and you're like, I have to go somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit long of a, a snow, um, you know, from, you know, a good December until March. It's a bit of a long time, but whatever you get used to it and and you learn to love it or you learn to just be accepted 
because <laughs> I'm going to be here for a long time. <laughs> so, so how do you plan for what you're going to garden? When do you start? Like, like just now for me, I'm already, I'm planning what I'm going to grow. Like outside just now, it, it would be like March, I'll start to sow seeds. But um, like I'll have a plan in my head of what I want to grow in the spaces I've got. So when do you start to plan for what you're going to do? Like then, like this year for um, growing? Oh yeah, well now is the dreaming time. Now is the kind of planning it out on paper kind of time because you know you've we've already put our gardens to bed for the winter and then now is kind of like okay, you know you're you're kind of itching for gardening. So I've started a little bit of indoor gardening recently just with some indoor plants, but um, people here too, we do it we can do winter sowing. So it's when you want to sow or um, you want to sow native plant seeds or some seeds that need stratification in like cold temperatures you can start sowing them about now and then that way they're kind of growing outside in a little tiny like greenhouse kind of concept and then they'll kind of naturally stratify over the winter and then be ready to grow in the warmth of these tiny little mini greenhouses um, and then that's a way to get growing a little bit early but really I am kind of a no fuss gardener and I just wait until the snow is gone and I still start seeing all like the new plants coming in April or so and then I just get really excited and this year I might start some seeds inside. Um, I don't have a lot of space inside, that's the only problem, but I do. I did see a significant difference to, for example, I, I planted a couple um, sunflowers and zinnias and the ones that we, just the few that we started inside were so much bigger. <laughs> by the end of the year then the and ready to bloom earlier than the ones that we sowed outside and we usually wait till we usually say around um victoria day and that's for us just kind of the third weekend in may to start planting seeds outside and you know that allows for all of the critters that are kind of in the leaf litter in your gardens like the mulch that you might use in your gardens and you kind of leave your beds to, to rest until everything wakes up and gets out of hibernation and kind of moves away and then you can start planting kind of more and more like you know may <laughs> yeah definitely I, I totally i think we are similar in the way that um you know for us i, I didn't know like like in garden centers where we where we live you know you will get like just now we've got plants so people will go and get plants and they will die because it's too cold just now and, and everyone always and you know most people who maybe just think oh it's you know it's springtime they get excited at march they'll start planting but and their hanging baskets are dead by mace but my husband his papa was such a good gardener and he had he had a fantastic garden it was like a honestly like a different world you you walked out into his back garden and it was just like this little kind of paradise when you would you wouldn't know it was there it's all different bits in it um and he always said no you don't plant out your stuff to me because it's it's too early yeah um, well you don't want any disappointment either you put all your like love and energy into this garden and you don't want it to be frostbitten and then die you know so you you want to make sure you you try your hardest to be patient and wait but sometimes it's hard to do but speaking of the garden centers too, you know, like that's one of the things, you know, just kind of to pull it back to the native plant gardening thing is that, you know, I've really realized that it's not really easy to find these native plants in the garden centers. And that really has was surprising to me because I just feel like it should be a default that we 
in all of our garden centers all over that we should be selling the plants that grow from the area that we live, but it's just not the case. So it's been, uh, you know, a little bit tricky to try to find things that that you find naturally in your area, which just seems kind of backwards to me. Do you guys find that there? Or do you find that the native plants that are grown in Scotland are sold in the garden centers also? Or are they from other areas? Um, yeah, I think we, we do. Yeah, it's mostly plants that, that grow in other areas. Yeah, we don't we don't really have a lot of plants in the garden centre that, that grow um, in Scotland. You know, it would be stuff that has come from, you know, originally other countries and stuff. We, we will maybe grow stuff, you know, like the, I think we've got a, this, we have got a, a, a heather um, and a thistle that we've got in our garden. But really, there's not a lot of, like you're saying, there's not a lot of Scottish plants that I could say, oh, this is, this, you know, that's the kind of plants from our area. We just yeah. kind of um, grow a variety of flowers and they, no, we don't really... I know, is it, does, don't you find that backwards? I feel like that's kind of crazy, you know? Like, why, why can't we buy plants from the areas that we live and that we only pull in plants from other areas in the world because when you apparently this is the, again this is what i'm learning is that the, that the the natural bees and the native bees and butterflies and pollinators from your natural area they will only use really they will mostly use i would say i don't want to be too generalistic um but they will mostly use the native plants in your area and so you plant these other plants from other parts of the world well those are meant for the native plants in those other parts and so the the bees and butterflies from your area they won't actually use them for their whole life cycle process right so yeah i just i'm finding it very um interesting that you kind of have to hunt them out you know and that I've found that one way to do that is um, through some of these social media networks, like through Facebook and stuff, and like just searching, you know, your your area and then native plants. And then there's been like native plant sharing. And, you know, it, it's tricky too, because each native plant is native for only a particular zone. So even though I'm in Ontario and I'm part of a native plant um, kind of sharing group in Ontario, some native plants might be for just for southern Ontario and others might be for northern Some might be for all of it so it's very tricky <laughs> so it just it's kind of confusing to me that they, all these garden centers why they wouldn't just plant or grow and sell native plants because they would be the easiest to find because they're in the local area you know it's just a, it's been a, a bit of a tricky system that I find should be easier you know yeah, definitely. Um, speaking, of, I, I was um, kind of amazed to hear when I had last season. I had um, someone who stays just up the road from me, just a couple hours away from me, and she has a beehive. And she was, she, I didn't realize either. Like you, she was telling me that um, bees. So she makes honey um, and honey products, and she said that bees from different areas. Ha- the honey tastes different because of the mm-hmm. different plants. Now, I, I I was like, wow, that's like mind blowing because I I would never know that. I would just like I would have just thought that like you're saying, um, bees eat all the flowers, so they would. I, th- I, I couldn't. I was amazed that honey would taste different because that was from a different area or a different flower or a different pollen. Um, yeah, and I thought, yeah wow, it's fascinating. It's amazing. I've, I've even heard stories of like. Uh, a, a mishap at like I, I feel like it was like a soda pop 
um, company or something like that, where there was a big spill and then um, beehives in the area. I, I remember th this story being like the, 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 the honey from the beehives local to this spill they turned red and it was a different flavor because all the bees that were kind of drinking up all this syrup that was left out because of the big spill. Yeah, it's amazing how it can influence, like, you know, whatever they are taking their pollen and their nectar from, it can significantly impact it. We have like clover honey and we've got different kind of wildflower honey. And it, you know, if you go into a honey tasting at a, at a, we have a, it's called Nith Valley um, Hivery down in, um, just outside of where I'm living here in Southern Ontario. And you can literally get a little sample pack of all the different honeys. And then you can really taste the difference when you're tasting them right beside each other, kind of like a wine tasting. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's fascinating. It's something that I would really love to actually be able to taste, like you're saying. I don't. I'm gonna look out and see if there's anything in Scotland like that. But um, yeah, wow. So is it only flowers you grow? Have you never thought about growing like veg or? I'm definitely into perennial plants. I like planting a plant and having it get bigger and better every year with little attention from me. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely love to see things grow. And then I really enjoy sharing those over time too. You know, when you have like a plant that you're like, okay, this has gotten too big for my garden. I like to then split it and share it with another person who's building their garden. And so I'm for sure into perennial flowers, but I'm also getting into more um, perennial fruit. So we last year we planted service berry, which is a delicious berry that's native to Ontario. We've got uh, black currants, blueberries, raspberries. We planted some grapes. So all of these plants keep coming every year. So again, I really love when I plant it once and then it just gets better every year. <laughs> but yeah. my husband's into all the veg. So he, he makes the tomatoes and grows the basil and makes delicious kind of Italian themed things for me all the time. So I get to enjoy that with him. But I focus more on the plants that kind of need um, the less, um, not the annual plants, more the perennials. You know, it's so funny. I think like um, with any kind of couple, I think I find that m me and my husband were having this conversation today. We went to the garden centre because I went to get some stuff that had been sadly stolen. Um, oh, from yes, the I heard about that. I'm so sorry to hear about that. That was just upsetting. It was, it, it, you know, I, it's really upsetting. And I was, I was saying to my husband and my friends, like, it was upsetting, but it really, really got me down. Like, it, it really affected me so bad that, you know, I thought, I didn't, I thought, oh, I, I was really upset and angry and I thought, oh, I'll get over it. But I found my, like, my mood really quite low for, like, like till, till today. And I thought, wow, that's really affected me. But my husband was saying to me, you know, it's like someone's been in your house, you know, yeah. you, that's your space and someone's came and took your stuff. And he's like, that's what it is, it's a trauma. Um, and I was like, wow, I never thought about it that like that. But yeah, it has upset me. But my husband has, has took me out and got most of the things that um, we are taking replaced. Oh, great. So that's, that's a good point. But yeah, we were talking, so we were talking about my husband really is really into flowers and like garden design so he likes you know building like um the borders like building up you know raised beds and stuff and, and designing stuff and adding like he's going to add a pond and stuff whereas um 
I like flowers, but for me, my passion was I always wanted to grow um, fruit and veg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first I really thought that gardening was, and I'm not saying it isn't hard because, it, it, you know, you have to learn and you have to kind of learn about the plant and how it grows and what to feed it um, and when it grows and when to sow the seeds. So, I mean, it is hard, but, you know, I always used to say to my husband, I can't do it, you know, and I think he used to be like, why not? Like, just try it. And I think, you know, a couple of years ago he bought me um, t- like plant uh, t- tomato plants um, and two strawberry plants. I've still got the strawberry plants in my garden, <laughs> um, and and he said to me, "I want you to, I want you to take these plants, and this is your challenge: is to look after them, grow them." And he said, "If you can grow them, I'm going to build you a bigger." vegetable allotment area he said but I know you can do it um and you know that just that challenge of taking that on a bit like you're saying I st- it was just something small was like you know little plug plants you know they were they were already mm-hmm. little baby seedling plants um we'd got from the green uh, the garden center and they were like a pound um, <laughs> and he's like there you go that's your project he put it in the greenhouse for me and he left me he didn't help me or anything like not that he wouldn't have helped me but he let me to my own devices of um and I'm I work in a nursery so um, that that closes um, during the summer. Ah. So like the 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 the, the kids' holidays, I'm off. So um, so uh, during the summer and stuff, I was like, I, I was looking at you know looking up online. I was watching. Do you watch Gardener's World? Do you get that one in Canada? Um, I don't think. Is this on the TV or is this on? Um, like, do you stream it? It's on. It's on the TV. It's on yeah, BBC. I, I'm not familiar with it, but you know what? I'm not really good with with TV stuff anyhow. I I usually stream everything. So, but maybe but I should take a look at it. Gardener's World. I will definitely write yeah, that down. Definitely look at it. So if you if you Google Gardener's World and Monty Don, uh, Monty Don is one of my garden heroes. He is amazing. <laughs> um, so I was watching. I started watching Gardener's World and like picking up tips and stuff and getting books. And for me, it was just like. It was amazing. I got obsessed with it. I was like, oh my God, I can do it. You know, like I didn't think I would be able to do it. And now like fast forward like a couple of years and like my my friend Gary who um, had said to me, I think you, because I took my passion into like the nursery at at first a couple of, two years ago. And um, this is really how it started was that I wanted to get the children growing and the parents growing and, you know, the staff. And I wanted to teach people to grow their own food because I think as well, you know, even it's more um, important just now because of the pandemic and like, you know, mm-hmm. money and people are struggling um, with like, people have lost their jobs. And I think if you teach someone how to grow food, you know, they can grow and they can survive. And I think it's just, you know, I always say to people, the most amazing thing that I remember was that I was, t- and I teach children who are three to five, so they're between three year old and five year old. and they didn't know where an apple came from. They thought they oh, came from yeah. Tesco. They didn't know how it grew. And I thought, wow, like, whereas now, so fast forward to where we are now, like the kids that have went to school, like they would say to me, oh, that's right, that, you know, um, an apple grows on a tree. And it's like, whereas when I was, you know, they knew how to look after plants, they knew they, how to you know, water it and look after it and they need sunshine, you know, whereas, before I started like teaching them, they they were like, I don't know where an apple comes from Tesco. 
like the, you're, you're changing lives <laughs> and I was like wow and I just like I think it's just became it became a passion for me that's just kind of um and but that's why my friend was like I think you should just start an Instagram and I thought and I wasn't very confident at speaking to new people so um at first I was like no why would anybody want to listen to to me chatting and plus like I'm kind of self-taught as well so Mm -hmm. through like through my husband so it's not like you know I thought I'm not like a a gardener I don't have any degrees (laughs) who's going to listen to me about my garden but I'm really surprised that a lot of people actually did want to you know I think, that, I think that you're just you you're just you're hitting the nail on the head everybody starts small right you just start with one plant and then you build confidence and then you get more interested and then you learn more and you build and build and build and and I think that that's why I wanted to get into sharing my story as well or not necessarily my story but more of the information that I'm learning because I'm like oh that's so great that's so exciting that's so interesting and maybe I didn't know it so maybe you don't know it so now I want to help you learn you know so I think that's fabulous and that you know you I don't think you need to be a pro to talk gardening because we all are doing it there's you don't walk down a street and see a house with absolutely no no greenery right like greenery is important whether or not you're interested in it but you know we all have a little bit of this as part of our world and so yeah you can start small and that's when you can start building that knowledge base and start learning about what you like and what you don't like and you know when i first started i had no gardens at all and I literally was like taking out sod with like a shovel and starting gardens from scratch. But I didn't have a lot of money to put into this. And so I literally was like, I don't care what plant it is. If you want to give it to me, I'll take it. I was even like hunting <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. I like it. If you had a, a plant, um, it's mine. Later, I did discover that some of the plants that I <laughs> received may have been invasive <laughs> so no, no. I've again part of the learning process right and I've learned a ton about like invasive plants as well going along with the kind of native plants and then the opposite being invasive plants and learning about that whole lingo um, you know that's all part of it as well but all that to be said you know you can start from scratch and and you can start small like really really small like one or two tomato plants like you did you know or or just one little garden like i started out with like pretty much a 10 feet by two feet plant um garden in at my house that was just full of invasive plants that i took care of like they were happy little plants in my garden and then i just built from there and i now have gardens along every single border of my property and then some. I've even taken out the, um, I, bar- I border the whole house as well. And I've taken out the boulevard just this last year and put in a bunch of plants that now are taking up that green space. Because apparently lawn is not a um, very helpful thing with respect to like biodiversity and keeping your the natural ecosystem happy. It's I've talked about um, lawns with some of the native plant gardening groups and apparently it's it's like a, a four-letter word, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny how some people respond about them. I think some super purist native plant gardeners are like, no lawn, like zero lawn. You're like, if you have a lawn, you might as well just burn it, you know, <laughs> so, but uh-huh. that is not how that's not the reality in my world I like a little bit of 
lawn so that we can play on it and have fun with the kids and stuff. So we're just trying to kind of curb that with adding as many other things as well and and also allowing the lawn to kind of have some other things in it and that kind of helps as well i kind of went off onto another track there but we were before oh, we that's were... okay <laughs> <laughs> and that is how it works with this girl <laughs> i'll just take Me the too. tangent and run with it <laughs> i'm loving the chat so just yeah just run with it it's exciting All right. i'm loving the chat i agree with you you know um, i agree with you with the uh, we call it grass um but um we would say you know the big thing nowadays like with biodiversity is that you'll have like a wild space so you know even if like say you had like grass or lawn that you would leave an area to grow wild so i think you know your garden sounds amazing like you've got plants and stuff and i understand that you have you know you have space to for the kids to to play as well you can't have like no area for the kids to play but i think even if you just have a little bit of like your your flowers your native plants your space for the biodiversity to live um, uh, then they will come you know and I think and they do it's wild I can't believe how many new beautiful creatures I've seen in my space over the last couple years I've only gotten into native plant gardening probably in the last maybe four or so years but even with that I've have like a couple plants that are now like really developed and I've seen the most incredible creatures that I had never seen before I saw something was buzzing around and I was like oh that's got to be a hummingbird and then when it came towards the plant that I was nearby I realized that it was this new new to me creature called a hummingbird hawk moth which is like I don't know if you're familiar with it but it's a moth that kind of pretends to look like a hummingbird so that what would naturally eat it wouldn't because it's all well that's a hummingbird not not yeah it's wild right and it's a beautiful creature yeah, I got a really great photo of it. I'll post it on my Instagram at some point because that was um, th- that was before my Instagram started. I just started it this year um, in the fall. Not a, not the perfect time for a Canadian to start an Instagram account, <laughs> but I found some pretty things to take pictures of. But um, yeah, I'm finding that that's a a nice kind of outlet to share some of these new discoveries, right? Like uh, that's so much of gardening when you're not when you haven't gone to school for it and haven't focused on it your whole life is all about that like these new discoveries like wow these new creatures are coming to my property because i planted these plants that they just happen to like you know so it's been uh, it's been nice like that and i wanted to bring it back because i know how important it is for you to chat about the connection to like mental health impacts and stuff and i wanted to kind of connect to the fact that this native plant gardening kind of kick that I'm on is I really think that it's a benefit to my mental health as well because I just feel like I am contributing to the community you know I'm, I'm feeling more connected to the community and like the natural ecosystem like I'm like I'm helping in some way like I'm I'm trying anyway you know <laughs> yeah def- definitely um, def- I think that I think really that everyone really well I know for me in lockdown um, like us being locked away like as in you're in your house um, yeah I'm not sure how it was in where you live in Canada but we were we were kind of locked down for like 
six six months me and my husband were kind of in our house and there were like different areas you weren't allowed to to kind of travel through oh yeah we're still in that (laughs) um so you know that was kind of hard and and i really think for me if i if i didn't have my allotment and i didn't have the garden you know with not being able to see um, my mum and dad and my nephews like and my brother um they live in a different area from us so we weren't allowed to cross like where yeah. we live it's not that far and and like driving wise it's like 30 minutes drive but we weren't allowed to cross that bit so we were stuck you know just us um and the garden was like a savior for me from and and my husband he has depression and anxiety so that's really why he that's why i started gardening because um he noticed when he started to suffer from depression that being outside in the garden was lifting his mood and it took his mind off like you know his, his mind the way he describes it to me is is that sometimes his mind is like racing and it's just like things are just kind of going in his head and he said it could just be random things but when he goes out in the garden and he's like thinking about you know he's maybe putting some flowers in or he's doing some weeding or he's building something it takes that whole everything just stops and just all he thinks about is being in the garden and and just that little bit of being in the garden actually when he comes back inside um it actually makes him more refreshed and it makes him feel better and and it gives him a boost and for me i i found that too like because i had to work from home as well mm-hmm. which as someone who works in a nursery with children um you don't you do work from home <laughs> you know you look yeah. after kids yeah so, what a um, difference so it was quite different and it was stuck in front of a laptop and it was doing their their kind of their progress, their their folders um, of, of how they were developing. Um, but me going every day, you know, me going into the greenhouse and like starting my seedlings and growing things and going open up the greenhouse and you know going to allotment like and just potting about and getting ready. I think it really boosted me, and I think I always knew it was good for your mental health and well-being. But I think that when I started the Instagram I used to be something that maybe you know you would get like there is a kind of stigma to talking about like mental health mm-hmm. um, and I think at first I wouldn't talk about it because a lot of people maybe didn't know about it but whereas now a lot of people are talking about it online and they're being more open which is fantastic oh um, yeah whereas you gotta now, get it out <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You've got to tell how you're feeling. You know, we always say, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I think if you speak to someone, um, it it just changes your your mindset. And, you know, allotments, like people have asked me as well. So we have quite a big garden, Um, you know, on Instagram, you won't be able to see (laughs) it's such a big garden we've got. It's really big. Um, We've got like a bit that's got decking to sit on and then there's like the bit that's got my rabbits which are like my children (laughs) um and then it's got like you know conservatory my greenhouse and you know it's like it's it's amazing it's really big and and people have asked me why i have the allotment and my i always say it's about the community you know sometimes you like if i go to the allotment there might be someone who that is their only outlet in life so they might be retired and they don't know they don't have any any family and they come along to the allotment or they're they're just not feeling great that day and you come along and you chat to them and lift their their day and make that and you know and you learn from each other you know going to the allotment is like intergenerational so there's like 
I'm quite young at the allotment, whereas there's people who are retired in their 70s and 80s, so like who have had all this experience in gardening, who will say to me, "Oh, this is how you do that," or "That's how you plant that," or um, like an a older lady um, in my allotment taught me how. So my sweet corn kept getting blown over at first and I was like oh it's dead windy so she like taught me how to like make a cage of like with netting and how to support them whereas you know you would never get that in your own garden you know you would never get that experience of someone coming along and saying I'm going to help you and you know and then you help them so I think it's about helping each other and yeah mental health's a big thing for me that that I just I could talk about all day because I just want to I think it, I would just love to be at the day that there is no stigma and everybody just talks to um, talks to everybody about how they're feeling and gets, you know, that help. And I think it needs to start from a young age, like, um, you know, even nursery children, you know. Oh, absolutely. Just... I, you know, and, and even people being open about talking about supports for kids and whatnot, you know, like I even, I took my little girl to go see a psychologist at one point and, um, you know, to deal with some struggles that we were having. And, um, you know, I had someone in my life say like, well, why, what's wrong with her? You know, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with her. She's exactly. a wonderful, sweet girl. And as a parent, I didn't know how to deal through this particular problem and I needed some supports to help me parent at this point in time because I'm not a professional with like I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm pretty sure there were no help, like no guidelines on how to be a parent <laughs> other than just no, there, no, trial and error. And sometimes, you know, somebody who's a professional in like child development can be really, really helpful with helping a child through a, a, a tough time, you know, that when you're you're struggling as a parent to help them through their troubles and you know that kind of help for like not just for adults but you know as adults who are parents to children and then help the children understand that that's just a normal part of life when you're having a tough time you can get the support that you need and that's okay and that's normal you know yeah definitely i think it should be like um def- I-, I agree with you 100% you know i think it should be a normal way of life that um you know like you're saying you know we've uh, we've had negative comments um when my, fir- my when my husband was first kind of diagnosed with depression you know you would get comments like oh no just tell him to get on with it you know oh, he's fine and and i'd be like no he's not fine he needs a bit of help and that's okay you know yeah. it, it, he's okay to go to the doctor and ask for help he's okay if he needs to go and have some medication or some counseling and that's okay because you know talking about it is is going to make it better and i think i think i think things are changing um definitely yeah, think that. in a good way um, for sure yeah definitely and, 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 I, and the gardening piece too is just like something that you can bring in to all the gender like you were saying it's intergenerational and bringing it to for your children and to teach children how to connect to that and show them that this is a way that you can help in their toolbox you know we, we talk about their toolbox and what you can do when things aren't going your way and, and you know you can bring in the gardening piece as well and be like you know you let's go outside let's be outside and see these beautiful things and watch things grow and find cool creatures and then all of a sudden maybe their mood turns you know and maybe they get excited about you know nature and being connected to nature and you know so it's I think that it's a, a nice thing to to connect that for kids as well 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, just like this week, like we were doing the bird watch, um, and and at first the kids were a bit like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to look for birds, so it's boring. Now, you know, and then like I was like, wow, like look, like, but then I think that as they got into it, like at first it was maybe just you know kids sometimes are a bit like, um, you know, because they're with their friends and they don't want to look for things. It's you know, uh, 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 but once they got into it, they were they were shouting on me saying, look. <laughs> look, there's that. Look, there's there, there's a bird. Look up there. What kind of bird's that? And and they and they were so like excited about it. But then it was also they were going, oh look, there's like a snowdrop. Oh look, there's um you know a daffodil. And it was like uh, and we saw a heron. Um, oh. Like, they're 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 prehistoric <laughs> and it was like wow and then like so one of the one of the kids he likes dinosaurs so like i saw a, a fern and i would say i was explaining to him like you know that this this plant was around when dinosaurs were here this plant is so like a fern has been on the planet for so long like when the dinosaurs were here and they're yeah. still growing now and yeah he, he was like wow what that was here before we were here and i was like yes <laughs> this and it's just like that little bit of connection to like then he was like amazed that that plant had like had been growing like you know those plants had been on the planet for so long and they were there when the dinosaurs were there and it's just like that little bit of chink of light that um you know gives a boost and you know we went in the woods and we were walking in the woods and we saw an amazing waterfall and you know they're like wow look at that waterfall that's amazing it's so big and it's just like the wonder of nature and I always think when you go out in nature it just kind of it takes you away from everything a bit like my husband's saying you know for everybody I think it takes you out of you know thinking about everything you're just and you're just amazed you know a a bird that I'd never seen before I think it was called a dunnock and we found it and we, we all stopped and, and then all of a sudden, so this bird was like camouflage. Right? And, and um, I was like, wow, look at that bird. And I was like, where is it going? Because see, because it was like, there was leaves on the ground. And so they were, and it was the kind of color of the leaves. So it was the way it was moving so fast, you could, you were like struggling to see it moving because it was camouflaged <laughs> and it kept coming closer and closer to us. And um, we were like, why? It's like we were like why is it coming close and then um, I was like it's probably because it knows we've got food because we were like giving out food but um, it was like amazing just to we all just stood there quiet just watching nature watching this bird watching us and it was just they were like wow that bird was amazing and I think you don't really think about nature like that you know we're all so busy with work and life and we you just step out of you know the, the, the hustle and bustle as it is and just appreciate nature you kind of go wow like you know, we all live here, and you don't really think about, you know, like the birds and the bees and like <laughs> the, the mini beasts and stuff. Like I'm big on like um, biodiversity and bug hotels, um, like butterflies. So butterflies um, are is a big thing. I love butterflies. I had lots of caterpillars on. We I grew um, broccoli this year. Oh. So, a lot, you know, I caused a bit of, um, some of the gardeners maybe didn't like the whole fact that I was letting the butterflies, like you're saying, um, lay their eggs and caterpillars came and the caterpillars ate some of my broccoli, which is still growing, so it didn't kill the plant. But um, yeah. on, on other platforms, maybe t- on Twitter, they were kind of outraged that, um, <laughs> because I'd done, like a, a, I'd done a video of the caterpillars and it was, I think it's um, a cabbage butterfly, it's the white cabbage butterfly, and they were like, get rid of it and I was like no not yeah. get rid of it. 
I think people think like, oh God, bugs, make them go away. But if we get rid of all the bugs and we won't have the plants to begin with. I was like, no, I want the butterflies in the garden. So um, now I've got a butterfly um, house, which I'm hoping that maybe this spring that maybe I might get some butterflies or caterpillars, you know, um, in in the the house that I've made for them. And I'm going to have a a solitary bee house. So when I was talking to one of the other people in the the podcast um, last season, she was talking to me about solitary bees and how you, what you can do in the houses. So it's something I've always been passionate about has been like, we've got a bird house as well. We have like a family of robins. I don't know if you get, do you get robins in Canada? Oh yes, robins are what signify spring here. So when whenever we see the first robin, we think, okay, well, spring's just around the corner. Spring's just here. So we've yeah, so we've got a family of robins. We have blue tits that come to the garden as well, um, and and we have those pigeons. are beautiful birds. Oh, yeah. They are, oh, and they're they- so tiny. You know, oh, are they that small? I've only seen them in uh, in videos and pictures online. They remind really... me of our blue jays. Do you guys get blue jays over there? No, but maybe oh, that's yeah. their version of, of the. So they're so tiny, like they're that. Like when we were looking for the the birds um, on Thursday and Friday, um, at, like I was like, there was a blue tit, and and the kids were like. And what is that? It's so tiny. I was like, it's a blue tit. It's so small. Oh, I didn't realize they were so small. Our blue jays are like big birds. <laughs> well, there is a there is a, a version of them that's called it's it's a bigger one. I think it's called they're called the great tit. So um so they are they're bigger, more like a, like a sparrow, like a, a like a oh, slightly okay. medium yeah, size yeah. one. Do so you get a, there's a bigger version? They're they're small, really small. Um, oh, cool. So we've got blue tits. We've got robins. We do get pigeons. I don't know if we oh, get pigeons. Yeah, we get pigeons. We get pigeons in big cities, <laughs> like um, all over the place making a mess. Well, well, we have them. We have them in the, the, the kind of suburbs, as you would say. We have them and we have them everywhere, really. So um, they come in the gardens so and we also have like blackbirds and like sparrows. And um, so we've got lots of birds that come to our garden. But I put out a bird house um, this year and I'm just hoping that fingers crossed maybe the blue tits or maybe the robins because there's a little family um, a mum and dad and a little a little baby so I'm hoping that maybe they might use that little house or or a bird might um, use the house for to, to have yeah something. yeah we, we've started using these things as well and I've learned recently I, I don't know I guess I just thought put out a birdhouse and then birds will come and use it or put out a bee hotel and bees will use it but you apparently need to get clean these things and take them and put them down so I've just started using them so now I'm aware of this so that I can kind of think differently about them moving forward but yeah we we have a little bee hotel and once it's all kind of used then we're gonna get rid of it and then and maybe get a new one or whatever but um, also apparently you can just you know put together a little bundles of um, like hollow natural materials so if there you find stems or hollow sticks or whatever kind of tie those up and put them in kind of bushy parts in the garden or hang them from the trees and such then maybe not in right in your front yard but (laughs) um, (laughs) it might not look the prettiest but anyway that's another way that you can attract bees that don't make hives that are more solitary bees that they can find those um, smaller crevices to to lay their eggs as well and then also too with leaving um leaving some of the stems on your on your plants and just leaving them indefinitely so we have some um 
uh, cone flowers that you know, or, or many different perennial plants that have the longer stems that if you were to leave them, they would still be there the following year. I don't know how your guys' winters go or whatever, but sometimes through the winter and the snow and whatnot, some plants are just gone entirely from whatever was there the season before, and then they start fresh. And mm-hmm. so, but some will, you know, you'll, they'll still have the stems and they'll make it through the winter. So those guys, if you cut them down and they have the hollow stems, if you mm-hmm. leave them to be like, you know, 12 inches or so then and leave them kind of indefinitely at least for a few years then the bees can put their little eggs in there and then they'll grow over time and you know not necessarily thinking to chop it right to the ground if it is part of your cleanup naturally to think about you know once the plant grows you'll never see those anyway you know so once there's greenery then they're hidden and then there's happy little bees that grow in their little families in there yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, we um, yes, a lot. Uh, so a lot. Do we have plants like you're saying that will um, like perennials who that will come back? Like we've got um, like we've got dahlias that are tubers, so they're in the ground, but um, they die. They like we leave them till they go brown and stuff, and then it we can we leave them for quite a bit from like you know the summer to like maybe October November time, and then when they start to kind of kind of wilt and get a bit mushy, um, then we will like take them away but yeah um can you leave them in the ground or do you take the uh take the all the tubers out we can take them out but we don't um we don't we we don't take the dahlias out um we did although it is a bit of trial and error we have we've had our house now for six years this is the sixth year and we had a beautiful dahlia dahlia tuber and they do say to to you know dig them up and take them in but we've we'd never done it but last year we had a really really bad winter um and one of the dahlias we had for five years it was just too wet so Mm. it 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 was when my husband dug it up to kind of like see how it was and give it some fertilizer and and just check how it was it 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 was all kind of it went too mushy so we lost one dahlia but we don't you can um you know with the tubers that come back every year you can um well and we've found where we live in in scotland that you can leave them out um, and just cut them right back to the the ground and then they come back like the next spring but um but yeah there's ones you know a lot of the stuff like bedding we would call it bedding plants you know things that are just like you know annuals we they would just die back uh, we have like um i don't know if you have it in canada we have a a great um plant for the bees and it's called a sedum um and oh. what it does is it's like it it starts off and it's red it's um I've, it's on my instagram it's, it starts off and it's red it's like a like a pinky red and then oh. it gets brighter as the season goes on but everything comes to this plant the sedum oh i will for sure take a look that sounds lovely we have we have sedums here but not a sedum Um, i'll have to look into it Um, i'm not sure where it's naturally from but um i will for sure take a look at your instagram because that sounds just lovely it it is beautiful it's in fact it does it starts off as green so what just now ours is brown so we've left it from um, we've left it from spring so it starts it started off as green so we cut it right back to once we've kind of left it for a bit and now we'll probably start to cut it back now because it's it's feb it's nearly february so we want to kind of cut it back for the new growing season um and what it does it starts off as green like foliage and then it goes a pinky red and it gets redder as the season goes on until it goes brown but 
bees, all different types of bees, you know, like, you know, humming bees, you know, um, honeybees, you know, the bumblebees, every type of, and even like, you know, butterflies, every type of butterfly, um, even flies, you know, you know, oh. everything is attracted to this plant we you know we and, and i think sometimes we look out and like, it's almost as if the bees have fell asleep like oh eating, they're eating. getting drunk on it <laughs> yeah they're getting drunk on the, like the, the pollen and we looked at you look at we it's in our front garden this um um plant we got a new one which is purple for the back garden so you get different colors of it um huh. so we've got a purple one for this year but um when we looked at it, get out, we, I get out my car where I parked my car and there was like 20, 20 bees on this one plant. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I think oh actually, if, if you look on my Instagram, I'm sure there is a, a reel that's got the, the plant in it and it's got the bees on it. Um, okay. And it's just, it's beautiful. And it just gets bigger. So it starts off quite small. And as you say, it's like a perennial. So as the years go on it gets bigger and bigger and gets more kind of heads on it and it's one of my favorite flowers i mean i love adelia that's that's one oh of my, my gosh i had those for the first year or first time this year and they're just stunning absolutely stunning plants we here in canada have to pull them out of the ground so for the first time ever because again i've said before i am a no fuss gardener so mm -hmm. i i don't normally plant plants where i have to kind of baby them, them and cuddle them all winter long in newspaper in my uh, storage area and so I'm gonna do it this year just because they were just so pretty so I'm really hoping that I've done it well I've looked at all those YouTube videos that I took a look at all my gardening YouTube buddies and uh, and learned from them and hopefully I can have some more dahlias this year because yeah they are just the most beautiful plant you you can grow your own from seeds as well i heard this i've heard this i definitely think that's worth a try as well because i if i can grow them from seed and have the I, I might do a little bit experiment this year i might put it on my youtube a lot of my youtube is about my experiments <laughs> oh definitely that, that's what you're you sound similar to me because today like um i bought um seed potatoes to grow potatoes um, so what my experiment is this, what I'm going to do this season is I'm going to have some in the ground and some in a, like a, a compost bag. So last, the last couple of years I've grew them in compost bags to recycle the compost bag and it gives you the space like because they're so big the bags to grow them in. But I said to my husband today, you know, I'm going to experiment. Uh, there's always an experiment like you. I'm going to yeah. experiment. I'm going to put some in the ground, direct in the ground and some in the bag and see the difference in how they grow in the ground compared to in a bag. Well, make sure you put it on your YouTube so we can all learn from you. Oh, I definitely will. Um, I've got, well, I'm getting more confident in them. Um, I got a new camera. Whereas I was doing, I don't know how you film your things for YouTube, but I, I got a camera, like a, a GoPro. Um, I saw that. It looks so fancy. <laughs> so I'm like, right, that's it. I'm going to do it. Whereas I was I was doing it on my iPhone, which iPhones are good, but um, the storage is not always great on them. So you tend to, like, sometimes I would be, like have stuff to put on Instagram and Twitter and um and then my storage would be like you're get running out of storage so and sometimes my videos would stop and I'd have to delete some stuff and move some stuff about whereas with this camera I think my husband said um 40 40 hours of filming on this wow this got good me, so. for you so yeah that's me that's the new the new garden season well, I've got I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it honestly I feel like 
for somebody that's into YouTube and Instagram now, some of this tech stuff <laughs> is so bloody tricky and learning how to, you know, honestly, when I first started YouTube, I did it because I would do all this research and I'd watch all these videos and I'd be like, I can do better than that. <laughs> And then I do, I thought, okay, I'm going to do these videos and they're going to be awesome. And then I do the videos and they would be of similar quality because <laughs> it's just, there's only so much you can do when you're using your phone and you're at that point, my eight year old was my videographer and I didn't have a microphone and, you know, sometimes she'd get her little finger in front and I'd be like, well, we can't do it again because I already did whatever procedure I was doing in the garden. So, you know, it's. <laughs> It's for sure. I'm a newbie and hopefully people who watch are are a little bit, uh, you know, they don't mind so much and that they can follow along and maybe if they really are interested in supporting, even subscribe because, you know, it's always nice to get those subscribers too. <laughs> I, I really love that because, you know, I think we're all so similar in a way that like I totally, I, I don't have children yet, but um, I totally relate to you that, that you know, you think I can do this and then you're, oh, like, yeah. you're like, oh, this is harder than I thought or like, you know, I've done oh, things. Yeah. I've had to like replant like seeds. So like, for instance, maybe I've got like five trays of something and my husband's like why have you got so many pumpkins and I'm like oh, okay, I'll give them away but it's like it was like a mistake like or I hadn't pressed record but I'd already so I'd, I it was halfway through and I'm like oh it didn't work I need to do it again and um, whereas now like um, I'm getting used to it and you know I'm yeah. like come on you get more, you get more confident whereas at first yes. it's kind of hard you know um and you take about 26 takes of stuff oh like, easily easily oh my gosh and I thought my daughter would be so excited to like help support me and she's easily bored she's like no I don't want to take the 50th take mummy we're done here I'm like just one more just one more just hold on one more time <laughs> I know. So. And, 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 and like that you know I've just picked up stuff from like looking at like even like the, the thing you were asking me about the words like to put on your video yes yes so, it looks so fancy and I was just like how do you do that and it's like yeah. you're I was like Google I was like Google how do you do this and then I then it was just so easy it was like captions I'm like that's so easy so then I like like I noticed that people were doing it. I was like I'm gonna do that I'm gonna put music on it I can do this and and I think do you know what I think it's good to look back at where you start and where you where you eventually get to with your videos and and even my podcast you know this time last year um you know, when I started the podcast, I, I I didn't know how to do a podcast. I was just kind of, I was just phoning people on the on Zoom and just kind of trying to record it and like edit it and stuff. Um, so I think like this, uh, this now I'm on like the Podbean and I'm thinking, wow, like, now you're is, a pro. <laughs> this is different. I'm gonna do this, I, and you know, um, I start like hopefully like I'll get I'll get stuff on YouTube and that, and um, I want to just kind of do everything, document everything as much as I can, whereas before I think I was a bit like I don't know how to do it and like you saying you started your Instagram the wrong time I started my Instagram in January so January just now um like in 2019 I started it um and no 2020 I started a year ago two years ago two years ago where are we uh, yeah, no, I was like, what? To, I to the, just turned 2020 and I started it in January. And when I started it, I didn't know how to do anything. Um, <laughs> I had some, like, 
herbs that had overwintered. So they were like supermarket herbs, which I think is brilliant. You know, people think you can't grow supermarket herbs and they will they think they will die but you can I, I've, I've actually got supermarket herbs that I started growing two years ago that are now in my herb garden still oh. growing from like 50 pens like 50 <sighs> or I don't know what the equivalent I don't know what the equivalent like in, in, in Canadian dollars is but like, <laughs> like not that much it's like yes. pennies yes <laughs> and people would how I started it with a picture of my herbs that I had cut down and overwintered and I was looking after them um, and I had no idea what I was doing um, and my first videos were me talking in the camera that's like two seconds like here is my herbs uh, you know. <laughs> and then you fast forward to now that I'm like I'm talking to the camera and talking even talking to you as if like it, you know it's just meeting new people talking to people and I'm so much more confident and and I think that's what I love about the, the whole Instagram thing is that I can look back to where I started and think, wow, I started with pictures and now look where I am now. Um, oh yeah, you're a you're a superstar now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm definitely still, I'm still learning. I'm definitely still growing. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what the goal is for different things. Like for my Instagram, I feel like you know, it's a really great place for me to, like I take so many pictures of, of plants randomly wherever I am and I don't do anything with them. I don't like pull them out when like people are over and be like, hey, you wanna see my pictures? <laughs> like, like I don't do anything with them, right? So this is a really nice place to put those. And then I've followed so many like experts along the way, like with my Gardenista account. Um, and so I've been like, well, maybe I'll share like really helpful tips and interesting things, or maybe like um, that there's some local people that have put up uh, job postings that relate to gardening or something related to like sustainability or something, you know, or contests, like I'm trying to share those in my stories. So I'm feeling like yeah. that might be a good way to go, but who knows, right? Like it changes over time. And, and I've noticed too, like in my YouTube, I, I've made a bunch of videos and so like some of them I've made that are kind of like instructionally kind of videos on like how to deadhead or you know also some experiments like uh, I, I I tasted the um, uh, the sweet potato vine that apparently grows an edible tuber <laughs> so um, you know those kind of things and then I have all these native plant garden tours and native plant kind of highlights and it's funny because the things that I think for me personally that oh that's really interesting and that's that's the most like you know helpful thing that I'd want to share the, you know those aren't as getting uh, as many hits because they're more niche they're more focused or maybe they're just not good I don't know <laughs> but the ones that are more like instructional things that I'm like oh this will be this is kind of easy or you know not saying it's easy but um you know this is you know I'm doing this anyway I'll take a video of it oh I'm gonna deadhead my irises whatever I'll take a video and I get like thousands of hits on these things and then like a few hits on the things that I'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good and then I get like nothing so you know uh, who knows right <laughs> I think it's just the, I think it's just the luck of the draw you sometimes. know I think, like sometimes like you know obviously like for me like me sharing the other day I shared like accessories that I got for for the, the allotment which for for me I would I wouldn't think people would be so excited about like you know like a like a some twine but <laughs> I saw that that it's a beautiful can <laughs> it is. like 2,000 people watched more than 2,000 people watched that and it's wow. like you say like 
you just you never know like and i have like two i have two instagrams so um i've got like the podcast one and i've got the the one that i originally started which was like me just starting and then i started a podcast one just for like the podcast but kind of it's kind of merging into like i put both stuff on like different things growing and stuff but yeah i think youtube is it i know that some of the other gardeners who like when i said i was starting a youtube like last year they were kind of like they were saying it's kind of hard going with youtube youtube's quite hard you have to keep going and put a lot of videos on and just keep posting but eventually you know you will get there um and 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 yeah just keep posting you know yeah yeah you know if you start small and you, who knows where it'll land you know you just don't know and and that's kind of it you just kind of hope well maybe this maybe this will like take off and and then you kind of like try something new like I, I did like an, one of those like unboxing videos and I was like oh what am I doing I'm like but some people like to watch this so okay yes, I'll try and then I was like oh I didn't like that <laughs> but then you don't want to take it down because you know it people have watched it and then it counts with your watches and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I look back and kind of cringe at some of them but yeah, whatever. I, I don't I, I'm like you I don't take videos down I just go with it I just go with yeah. the flow and, and, and I post stuff because YouTube has like YouTube shorts as well now which is kind of like I have not real. figured those out <laughs> I've tried shorts and they you know the, again the same thing one where I think like oh nobody will want to watch that got like you know a hundred or 500 views in one day and i was like wow oh my gosh and then never again you know like you know one or two here and there and then like one that i'm like oh this is gonna be it you know gets hardly anything and i'm like i have just not figured this part out <laughs> I, I think it's just the algorithm so i think it just i think the the thing is the more you post so what well, i i have tiktok i don't know if, if you have tiktok no. Um, so TikTok is like is a, is a video only be, a bit like YouTube I suppose, but it, but it's like short videos, so the videos can only be like three minutes in length. But so apparently, you ha- if you post three times a day on TikTok, so I'm told. Oh my god, they, I I have so many other things that I'm doing. <laughs> um, like right? the, the algorithm boosts you, so the more you post. The yeah. more you get onto the, you get onto the the thing that's pushing out people's videos. So the more you video, the more. So just keep, just keep doing your videos. Just keep. Oh, doing I'm it. just gonna keep doing them. And you know what? I'm just gonna do them when it's good for me because I don't want to stress about it. I'm on these little like you know YouTube support groups where small YouTubers will give each other tips and stuff. And some people are like, I post every Tuesday at four o'clock and blah 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 blah. <laughs> or like. like whatever it might be and like I'm like there's like I just that does not work with my life I've got a family and a full-time job and I'm a busy person and you know it just it's not gonna happen so either I'm just gonna continue on as my little hobby YouTube thing I've got my 400 subscribers and and hopefully which is amazing it is i think so too i'm very grateful for every single one of them (laughs) it's amazing and yeah yeah just keep doing it you know i mean there's 400 people who are watching you i am one of them i'm kind of feeling that that's kind of encouraging right like you know especially because i know like i have a lot of friends that have when i first got started they join and you know maybe they're doing it because they're like okay brandy we'll support you but uh but you know when 
and 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 a lot of them have stuck along and so again like i'm very grateful for all of that but it's kind of interesting when you get people who you don't know and there's no connection to you and they just subscribe and you're like huh well maybe i am making something that some people want to watch and hear so you know what i am gonna just keep on going and hopefully people find what i have to share interesting or helpful and you know i think that the main thing is is that again like i'm not an expert I want to learn more. So if there are any listeners out there and they see, you know, like, oh, she did this wonky or whatever, you know, I am open to learning from people and sharing like comments in my comments, you know, and then we can all kind of learn from each other, you know, like it's, this is what gardening is all about. We can talk about things and learn and, you know, there's so much, there's so much to learn for every single plant. Every single plant has so many little intricacies that, you know, you can't know everything unless you are studying it full time, you know? So it's all just kind of help each other. Definitely. I I agree. Like, you know, you know, I think people do things different too. You know, there might be a a certain way that is taught, like, you know, in school, um, this is how you grow something, but sometimes you will find other ways to make things grow that this your way. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's good to, you know people will say oh that's not the way I grow it you know sometimes well that's not how you're doing it wrong and I think well it's not really doing it wrong because it's growing and it's healthy so that's the way I've grew it you know I'm open to like how you've grew it and I can see how you've done it so I think you just have to be open like you are and just kind of um just kind of think yeah that's a good way I might try that and just kind of take everybody's on and um because sometimes in gardener world people can get a bit negative of like that's not how you do it and it's like you know let's just be kind let's just just oh yeah let's just be kind and let's just try to help each other and that like you know kind of understand that we're all coming from a good place we want to enjoy our space we want to enjoy our gardens our flowers we put so much time and energy into it and you know it's it's something that we can all share right and and actually coming back to the whole allotment thing and you know you were saying that you had such a negative like impact on your whole persona from this experience and I was gonna say that you know this I think it you know it is connecting to the fact that this is kind of like someone barging into your home but it's also like someone who's taken your passion you know that that this is something that this is something that you do to help build your um, mental health and then they Mm. it's like taking you know the floor out from under you when they come and take it from under you. So I like, I totally understand why that has such a negative impact. But then I also saw the wonderful community response uh, on your Instagram and everything when you posted and then people were like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So, you know, again, it's like, you know, it's, it's sad that it happened, but you know, to see that response was kind of like beautiful you know yeah I, I mean i'm blown away by uh, on instagram it's about on twitter as well um like 500 560 people or something like um commented like for giving me support plus on instagram and like people were retweeting saying how upset they were that it happened to me and like oh we're so sad that this has happened to you nikki keep going your garden's great keep doing your videos and keep doing your keep doing your posts and i thought you know that kind of 
although it, it, it has negatively affected me and um, in that sense it, it did really like you're saying I, and I didn't really think about it until my husband you know and my friend one of my best friends like she had said to me as well like you know that's your space that's your that's your happy place you go to that's and right. you design it and and I think as well because like I've got so much like I want to do in it you know I want to create like a wildlife space in it and like a little mini pond like a little mini wildlife garden and I think for me taking the bug hotel and and stuff I think it just yeah it totally took the rug from under me and but you know I think the positivity of like um the support I've got from online and you know it's just like people like are like no keep don't let them win keep going you know just that's right and maybe and plant some poison plants where they right where they took stuff <laughs> <laughs> Something that'll get them good. <laughs> oh, I know it's just, it's, but hopefully it'll be okay, and hopefully the poly tunnel will get fixed soon once this storm has passed. Uh, yes. it's just one of those things. But yeah, but I'm gonna let you go now, and I'm gonna. Yeah, thank that you was for wonderful on the show because we have chatted for and well, like an hour and fifteen minutes. Which has Wonderful. Been this was this was my little girl's nap time, so this worked oh. out really well. I know it's nighttime for you guys across the ocean, but uh, it's uh, it's only three or so here, so this was a perfect time for for me to chat and enjoy my some some non-baby time. <laughs> How amazing is it though? Like I, I I can't believe it. Like you're in Canada and I'm in I'm in Scotland in Glasgow, and here we are having this chat about gardening. I just think it's amazing how how that gardening brings people together. Exactly. Just, you would never get this conversation like in, in normal life, you know, we're, we're so apart. But yeah, it's as if we're just chatting to each other in the same Well, way. and now I want to come visit. That your allotment just sounds like a beautiful little oasis that I, I need to see. So all the more reason, right, to, to come to, to Scotland. Definitely. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, I wish. Maybe one day, one day. If you ever come to Ontario, please let me know. Oh, it would be lo will. lovely to meet you in person. And I'm very grateful for the chat today. It's just so nice to speak to like-minded people about things like this. You know, I can only talk gardening so much with my family and friends before they're like, <laughs> that's enough. You know, an hour and a 15-minute chat on gardening, that's just pumped me right up. So this is wonderful. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I am the same. I can only talk so much about gardening. Even though my husband likes gardening, sometimes he looks at me like, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> same here, like, okay. same here. This was okay. a treat. Thank you so much, Nikki, and take care and good luck with the rebuilding after all of that. I'm sure it's going to be even better in the end. Thank you. for listening guys to the podcast that was a great podcast and I really enjoyed meeting Brandy and I definitely if I'm over in Canada I definitely will be coming over to visit Brandy's garden or likewise if she is over in Scotland she's definitely more than welcome in our garden or at my allotment so tune in soon for episode 3